Wow, wow, what a beautiful church. What an amazing morning so far. Were you guys blessed by the worship today? I know I was. I almost ran off at that piano, and I almost did laps around the church, like old school uh, Church of God folks. But, uh, you know, and, and I just want to also, I wasn't going to do this, but I just want to say great job, Samuel. You are an amazing, amazing man, and you are just doing so well, and I'm so proud of you. Um, it's just an amazing thing. We are continuing our, our message in the seasons and the rhythms, uh, the things that we go through in life. And I've been blessed and overwhelmed with complete joy and, and, I'm, and humbled to be able to stand in front of you. Uh, six months ago, I was standing right here, and it was in February, and there's a lot has, a, has changed and grown in my life. So uh, speaking about growth, uh, I am engaged now, and uh, six months ago, I wasn't. We have Hannah. She, God brought her into my life at a time that was just perfect, and you couldn't imagine how perfect it would be. Uh, my job has been great. I've been growing in work. So not only am I growing in my, in my personal life, I'm growing in my work life, as well as God has blessed me with a nephew. His name is uh, McCoy. And um, watching a baby, I have so much respect for you women. The things that you go through every single day, that first few, that first month of just having to feed and burp, feed and burp, feed and burp, change diapers, um, restless nights of, uh, you know, not sleeping, and, and to the fathers too, I'm not going to forget about you. But um, there's a lot of growth that happens, and I would just kind of want to fine tune into, um, when we talk about seasons, we talk about watering, and we talk about harvest, and there's a sowing and a harvest that happens, and Pastor spoke about the sowing season, and then you have a harvest season. Well, we just don't go walking around like Johnny Appleseed, dropping seeds, and then just, you know, grabbing our, bale, our bales and just filling up with, you know, goods and, and plants, but uh, there's a process in between that's super important and that we cannot miss as Christian and Christ followers. I believe that God has called us to be good stewards and faithful servants for Him, and in that, I feel like if you tune into that, that you're going to be blessed today. So I'm going to be jumping a little bit all over the Bible today, but um, we'll be able to hopefully dive into the Word uh, uh, together. And I hope that the watering season that I'll be talking about will help you build faith. And then my, inside, whether whatever season you're going through, whether you're sowing, whether you're in harvest, whether you're just in that middle, I hope that this can be encouragement to you. Now, I'm not ordained. I didn't go to school to be a pastor, so everything that's going to come to me is a little unorthodox. It just comes straight from the heart. It's the way that, you know, God gave it to me. So this isn't me. This is God. So I hope that you receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, Hannah and I were talking about this service today and what we were going to name of it. And name it, and I, she came up with, what are you doing? So, um, <laughs> so I'm like, I cannot. She's amazing. I need her everywhere. She's my sidekick. And, um, but what are you doing, you know, in this season, and, and uh, you know, we, we see today, like, torrential rain. We see times that, you know, that, that things are happening in life, and it's moving, and it's shaking. But um, where is your heart in this? I want to go into Scripture today and find out what the Word says about, like, where is your heart and where He wants to take you. Um, I led my first small group about six weeks ago, and I have some of them in here. And uh, I'll be, God bless you. I'll be talking about um, some of the stuff that we were bringing up too, but it's such good word and such good meat for us again to grow in God. And um, so if you want to turn your Bibles with me today, we're going to be reading um, from Jeremiah chapter 17, and um, we'll prompt that up when we need it, but um, I want to kind of talk about creation 
So when we think about seasons and things that happen in life, I, everything starts in the beginning. You know, God created the heavens and earth, and he spoke things into, and, and on this day he did that, this day he did that, and then he built plants, and then he built man. And during that, after Adam and Eve, we see just a line of people that they start to sin, and they start to, to, start to mess up. And during that, there's, there's, there's a, in chapter 8, there's a flood that happens. And does everybody know what the flood is? Not the alert that happened on your phone today that said flash flood alert, but a real flood. Like the top of the mountains, the Bible says, were covered, like over to the top of the mountains. During that time, God found a man, though, whose heart was righteous in his sight. He found a man named Noah, as we know in the scripture. He told Noah to build an ark, follow my commandments, and follow what I do. And in that season for Noah's life, he built an altar, and he worked, and he and he, uh, an ark, not an altar, an ark, and in that, he took seven pairs of each, each birds and creatures in the earth that were clean, and then he took another pair that were unclean. And it rained for 150 days. It was solid. It was straight flood, like I said, over the mountains. And what was interesting to me since the beginning is God found a man that was righteous in his sight, and that he didn't take, tell Noah, um, grab, you know, you know, the daisies, grab the tulips, make sure you don't forget the roses. I love those. I created them. But there was something special that he created in his righteous servant and his man, and that he told the man to get on there with his family and with all the animals. After the flood finished, Noah was on the earth, and obviously everything was totally destroyed. But Noah built an altar, and he sacrificed one of the pair of animals to God. God smelt that fresh aroma. And in verse, um, in chapter 8, of Genesis, verse 22, the Bible says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. He promised to never flood the earth again and that there would be seed time and harvest all over the earth. And we continue to read more, well, continue to read more in his word. And where God, he's gonna do it throughout the Bible and he'll do throughout life, these references um, that are paralleling with his creation and how we are as well. So it parallels between plants growing and us growing. So let's go ahead and turn our Bibles. Everybody following me? All right, tap your neighbor, say, what are you doing? Just kidding. So uh, we're going to go uh, to chapter 17, verse this is, uh, 5 through 6 in Jeremiah. And you can pull that up for us. And it says, Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose hearts turn away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a, land, in a salt land where no, there's no lives. This is the important part of the scripture. It says, My blessing is on those people who trust in me, who put their confidence in me. They will be like a tree planted near a stream whose roots spread out toward the water. I ha- it has nothing to fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no need to be concerned in year of drought. It does not stop bearing fruit. So I'm going to take that scripture, and what God has given me uh, and has laid on my heart is um, three three points that uh, we're going to find. Um, uh, There are three takeaways that are going to happen in the waterer season. And the first one in that Bible verse is... um, the blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, with, um, whose confidence is in him. So the first step is building that trust and confidence in the Lord. Um, 
in our small groups, we had a, a lot of discussions. We met at Panera. We went over to Starbucks. We uh, just, you know, had cake. I love to eat, as you guys know. I think at Panera, I secretly had a, two, a couple cinnamon rolls I didn't tell you about, Hannah, and uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, I cheated a little bit on the diet, but uh, we had a, such a great, great time in, in fellowship, and during that time in the, in our, in the season that we were talking about was, uh, we named the group Unqualified, and the group Unqualified was all about, like, you know, like, everybody sitting in this room, uh, we are unqualified to do the job that God has made us um, to do, and if we trust in our own selves, in our own will, like, we're going to mess up. So uh, what God has done is he's qualified us, and he's called us, and um, and he's called us to, to be you know, servants of his. In 2 Corinthians, it says, In ourselves, we are not able to claim anything for ourselves. The power to do what we do comes from God. Amen. So again, it's a trust building. It's a, it's a faith thing. It's, and when you, you know, plant a seed, uh, you have to keep watering it. You have to keep on working it. You have to trust that something's going to happen. That something's going to come up from that. And um, in our own lives, we have to also know that building faith in ourselves is going to help grow us internally and, and make us stronger. Um, in Genesis chapter 25, we talked about a character named Jacob. And if you haven't heard about Jacob, Jacob was born um, to Isaac, and uh, he had a twin brother named Esau. And they had this sibling rivalry, like civil, how do you say it? Sibling rivalry, thank you so much. Sibling rivalry rivalry that, uh, I think my mouth is dry here. They had a civil sibling rivalry. It's my mom's fault because she, mis- she mispronounces everything. So um, she told me this morning, she's like, oh, my gosh, the roof has a leak in it. It's like, it's not a roof. It's a roof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my mom, it's her fault. I'll blame it on her. But, um, but um, love you. Um, but we, we're going into the story of, about these two siblings that are, are fighting and going back and forth. And in our group, we studied about from the be- beginning of time, Jacob wanted to be so bad, be like be his brother. And he wasn't being who God really wanted him to be. And he tricked his brother in stealing the birthright from him. He tricked his father in stealing the blessings. And, uh, you know, I don't know any, anybody in this world that has like a savings account from a family or a trust. Like th- there's a lot of money that comes and things that come to the first ones. Back then, it might have been cattle. It might have been, you know, a farm. I don't know what it was, but it was a lot. So the first one got the main portion, and the second one got partial portions of it. So in the story, uh, he, he's, he, he becomes a tricker. And because of him not following what he, or doing what he's supposed to do, he goes on the run. And so while he's on the run, he ends up marrying a girl the wrong girl. He was tricked by his father-in-law. There's this big saga and this big story that he marries the wrong one, and then he has to be a slave or a servant for his father-in-law, Laban. And um, so things kind of went full circle on him when he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. And then the scripture says one night that he, he woke up and he started wrestling with the angel of God. And I'm, you know, I can just picture that he got tired of being his old self. I can just picture him being tired of trying to do things his own way. And um, just, you know, throwing his hands up in the air and saying, you know, God, I surrender. I mean, how many times have we gone through something that we try to do ourselves and we've had to throw up our hands and surrender and say, you know what, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. God, I surrender. I, I, I give. I tap out. But through his perseverance, through his faith in God, he knew that God, his true father, was going to give him a blessing. So the blessing, God touched him. 
he touched his hip, and he gave him a double portion of blessing. And in that process, he renamed him in Israel. You know, I feel like God during this season is trying to change us, and he's trying to rename us, and he's trying to call us to be greater than what we really, where it really are. And we're never going to forget who we are, but when we put our hope and we put our faith in him, we start to trust God, he's going to take the things in life, and he's going to rename you, and he's going to call you for greatness. I, I, truly, I truly believe that. And as you know from the, the time that I spoke last time, he did it for me, and he can do it for you as well. Um, moving forward in the, um, to the passage, we have... Uh, uh, the second, my second point is, um, is, is unseen growth. And um, so we have trust in the Lord and confidence in the Lord, and we're going to see unseen growth. So um, in that verse, it says, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. So um, has anybody ever heard of the bamboo tree in here? Yeah, those things are crazy, right? All right, my mom is there. She heard about the bamboo tree. <laughs> So the bamboo tree is, it's a Chinese bamboo tree, and there's a lot of things that happen in the bamboo tree's life. There's this long process. So what happens is the seed is sown, and the gardener, you know, gives it its food, it receives water and sunlight. So in that process, for the first five years, it's, it's, the, it's the waterer's job to keep on feeding it and for it to keep on getting sun and light. So for five years, nothing but a mere little like stock comes out of the ground, and then there's a leaf that sits there. So the planter and the waterer, he looks at it, and he, you know, he can either give up or he can keep on watering it. Well, there's something that happens remarkably in the fifth year of that bamboo stock. And what happens is it grows a foot a day. It grows up to 90 feet in 90 days, which is incredible. Now, that might just be like a plant reference, but again, God's references through plants is that there's something happening that when we see things on the outside, there's something different really happening on the inside. You know, for so long, I used to, like, compare myself to other people. I used to want to be like, you know, if this person had, you know, a job that they were making great money, or if they had a car that was really cool, or they had so much more than me, I would always look at my life, and I would see their life, and I would play the compare game and think that, you know, that something, what were they doing different? But with the root system and the things that are happening and um, that the roots will be spread out towards, towards the water and it'll go towards Christ. And there's a, there's a system that you're not seeing, these fibrous roots that are getting planted deep in the ground. And those unseen roots, I believe, is where God is taking you, where he's planting you deeper. So when you don't see anything happening in your life, when you feel like nothing's going on and you feel like you're at a standstill, God is creating a foundation in your life. Uh, he's creating something stronger for you, you know, don't be focused on what other people are doing. Focus your, your, the growth on what God's really doing and the unseen growth that's happening in, in inside of us. And it's just, um, you know, you, you can't give up hope in the first year, you know? Like if the planter or the waterer, you know, doesn't learn the process between sowing and harvest, then you, you can't give up in the first year, you know? It's like your first day on the job, you didn't just say, I quit. You know, and, and not become a master at your trade. And you can't give up in the second year when you have a depression. You know, you can't give up in the third year when fear and anxiety are hitting you and they, they just, you don't even want to leave the house. You know, and you can't give up in the fourth year. But I really do believe that perseverance and trusting God and the unseen growth is happening deep inside of you. So keep pressing forward, keep watering, keep doing what's right. 
keep following God in this process is because the fifth-year God is going to give you that growth. He's going to give you increase. And as long as you have that solid foundation in him, that the, the time, you know, is, is going to be worth it. You know, I hate the word wait. You know, like, you know, you go up somewhere, hey, can, I, can you just wait, please? Like, okay. If I had a dollar for, you know, every time I, I had to wait for something, I'd have a Taco Bell and a Krispy Kreme in my house or something. It was like, I would, I've, what my mom used to tell me that growing up, Lee, wait, wait here, wait there. You know, but the waiting and that process is where the water keeps watering that seed, and then it's going to grow, and that unseen growth is inside of us. I'm going to take us into our last point, and um, in the verse it says, the leaves are always green, and they never fail to bear fruit. You know, in Fathom Church, I'm, I'm just blessed to be you know, in this church, and I absolutely love Fathom Church, and like Pastor was saying earlier, that the, the girls were um, on Friday night doing the succulent plants, and, um, and uh, Hannah brought me a little succulent, and so this is yours. Uh, I thought it was the cutest little thing, and... Um, but I do have interest in succulents as a, as a male. Um, I have a client. He's actually here today. Um, he owns a, a pro, uh, company called Plants with Purpose, and uh, he has a huge succulent garden. And for me and my busy schedule, I, I told him, I was like, is there a plan out there for me, like a guy like me who doesn't like to, you know, low maintenance when it comes to things that aren't, you know, because I work so much. And he's like, I got the perfect plant for you. I got a succulent. So he gave me these succulent options and these arrangements. They're beautiful. And I, I said, hey, Garrett, how, how, do, how do I make this thing grow? And he said, um, how do I make sure it doesn't die? He's like, you just water it once a week, and, you know, it should be fine. Well, you know, me not having a green thumb, the thing started turning colors that it shouldn't have. It started withering. It started changing. And I was, you know, I'm sorry, man, but, you know, in that process, you know, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even keep this little succulent alive, you know. Um, so... <laughs> Right away, I asked Hannah, Hannah, what is it need? And she's like, it needs sunlight. And, um, you know, I was like, wow. You know, oh, okay. I, I forgot about the sunlight. So, you know, put it in sunlight. And, um, you know, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, we start seeing growth. We start seeing growth from the sun. You know, you, 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 you can't miss the process of watering. You can't miss that without seeing the sun in the process. You know, um, this thing is falling little leaves, and it's going in good soil now, soil that has been watered, but now it sees the sun, and there's these little little succulents, mini succulents that are growing around there, and it's so awesome. It's so awesome, and, um, you know, there's, I googled, you know, what happens, how does a plant grow, and it told me that there's two processes. One was called, I think it's turgidity, and the other one was um, trans, trans, transpiration, I believe, so if you can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, the water in, the, in, that, in that process of turgency, it swells, swells the flower, and it makes it stand upright. And the second process is going to be the transparency, which the good soil and the roots that are deep are going to take that, and they're going to take the, the carbon dioxide and recycle them in photosynthesis and create oxygen and life. You know, um, I love how the Bible goes through this parallel these references of, of um, growth through creation, growth through what he has created and his beauty and all his splendor, and how that can apply to us today. Um, you know, um, I'm going to go ahead and close out um, if the band wants to come up. Um, 
but God is working in it. He's been speaking to me um, in a season of after something's planted, and, uh, and I've been waiting for the harvest, and, and uh, he's been really speaking to me to tell anybody in here that is dealing with fear, anxiety. Um, it may be something that, you know, even darker, possibly suicidal. Um, I don't know what you're going through today. Um, I don't know how deep the depression is, how deep the, um, the stress might be. Um, but I know that God is, um, he's calling us to be waterers. And he's calling us to be good stewards. Um, and um, during the process of, you know, we see through the parallels of references of these plants and the growth of vegetation and agriculture, you know, God's trying to do something inside of us. He doesn't want us to wither up and die. You know, um, one of the things he's called us to do is trust in him and have faith in him. Amen. Second thing is to have that unseen growth not determine our trust in our will and what he's calling us to be. And the third thing is he wants us to be happy. He doesn't want us to be, you know, sad and, and depressed. And, you know, after those years, after years, after years, after years that you are, and you feel like you might want to give up, it's, it's not time yet. It's not time because um, what's going to happen is in your life, you'll go through another season of sowing and harvesting. But if you miss the process of the watering and the process that God wants you to learn how to grow and how he wants you to grow, and, you know, just like he's growing my little nephew and just like he's growing everybody here in this church, he wants you to grow in him. Um, there's so much more blessings in when you put your faith and your foundation in God. You know, the bearing the fruits in Galatians 5, verse 22, 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Such thing there is no law. You know, um, I can't ever finish out anything that I do without um, remembering Christ. You know, he's the reason why we're here today. Um, he's the kind of God that I can serve, a God that never gave up. A God who um, showed us that he was, the, he was, you know, the life and he was the way. And he was, he was our water. And he, um, he did everything perfect. And even when he had hard times, because he had his father watering him, and, um, and he went all the way to, to Calvary for you. So, you know, instead of taking the anxiety and fears, or, you know, you might feel like the process is you're waiting a lot and you're going slow, and God wants to replace that with the fruits of the Spirit. He wants to fill you with love. He wants to fill you with joy. He wants you to have patience in the process. He wants you to be kind, and um, he wants goodness to be in your life. And so I pray today, you know, we water the succulents. We water, you know, the earth gets watered with actual rain. But in our lives, if we can water our lives with love and gentleness and kindness for one another, one another I believe that God has something in there for you. So, um, the goal and the prize isn't in sowing the seed or finishing the harvest, but the process is the in-between. Being a water will grow roots deeper than uh, that will always bear fruit, and Jesus is here for you today. Put your trust in him, keep growing, and keep watering.